2: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
0: 12.50 a.m. The Fan. It's the Fan Afternoon Show. I'm Toby Altizer. That is Sam Schmitz. And joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline from the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show, Tim Allen. Timmy, what's going on, man?
1: Morning, boys. It's the All-Star break.
0: Yeah. How would you sum up that first <laughs> half for the crew, huh?
1: Oh, boy. Um, well, there were some fun times along the way. <laughs> I mean, I will say that. You know, f- for everything that, that they've gone through here, um, I would say it's acceptable. I would. I know we want more. They're a first-place team. They're seven games over. And for now... That would be my grade, acceptable. They turned in their homework. It wasn't great, but they turned it in. They didn't make an excuse. They didn't ask for more time. Now, what what we're dealing with is what you do next, and and that's going to determine uh, everything moving forward. It, it just there's a run in this team. We just haven't seen the run yet. You know, we saw a four or five game winning streak in there. We did see some uh, pretty decent play along a stretch with the Cardinals and Blue Jays and Rays and, and, and in that uh, window of time. But, you know, we just haven't seen, you know, th- what what other teams have gone through. And that is, you know, I'll uh, cite a couple of obviously the Yankees, you know, but you could look at the Seattle Mariners, the Atlanta Braves, the Baltimore Orioles. These teams have gotten on a roll here and strung together some wins. This team is fully capable and. When you say, well, the pitching's let up a little bit, but the, I feel pretty good about Burns, Woody, and Lauer right now. There's three of your five. Aaron asprey has got some work to do. I think they actually, uh, despite the numbers, I think they need Adrian Hauser back. Uh, that is sort of a, a, you know, a stabilizer, if you will. He's going to give you the innings. He's going to pretty much keep you in baseball games a lot better than Jason Alexander. And Jason Alexander... I'm not convinced he even gets another start for this team. I'm not convinced we don't see Jason Alexander, oh, I don't know, come April or May of next year, if we see him on, like, the Salt Lake City Bees of the uh, Mariners AAA <laughs> affiliate. I'm not, and no knock on him. He's, you know, he's grinded through some things. And, but how, how much can you – how often, can, Toby, can you send this guy out there with a 560 ERA and traffic all over the base pass. There's no continuity well, and- to the baseball game. They're always struggling through an inning mm-hmm. defensively. Guys are on their heels. I mean, I don't know how how much longer you can go with that. They need Freddie Peralta, they need Adrian Hauser. If your final guy, if your sixth guy is Ashby, that's okay. Because and here's why. Yeah, he's not he's not putting up great numbers, but at least you're getting a payoff from him. And the payoff is is Jason Alexander part of your future? No. Aaron Ashby is. Let him work through the bugs here right now. Let him do that. Let him do that every sixth game if that because he is your future. You know guys like Jason Alexander and doing a doing an opener and things like that just haul off and bring Ethan Small up. At least you get a payoff down the line to where they're they're going through their knocks, they're going through their uh you know maturation and experience. And so I I don't think it's a horrible situation but I think you'll see different decisions being made. You will see a tighter rotation down the stretch and 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 I think there's a run in them just just to just to end that little note.
0: Yeah, and I think you put a Tim you and I usually go lockstep on how we feel about this Brewers team. At least this year we have cuz the word I used, you know, we asked callers and listeners the first hour of the show, how would you describe the first half in a word? I use satisfactory. You said acceptable. Mm -hmm. Sam used a good word, uninspiring. We've heard things all over the spectrum, though. One person called in and said they stink. One said they've been great. We've heard a lot of... Lackluster was a good word, too. And I think that's honestly how you would describe this Brewers team, because... I think we generally are more optimistic about this team in that look where they're at and look at the injuries and look how poorly some of the guys have played, and we have faith that these guys will turn it around. Do you worry, though, Tim, that some of that can be a little bit of a blind faith? In reality, this team is maybe not as good as we expect them to be.
1: But it, it, We we do live in the moment a lot, and so we see them losing three in a row and losing three of four to the, to the Giants, and we see Hader going through a little rocky... Patch right now, and, and then we live in that moment, and we say, "Wow, they—they're—they're they're awful." Okay, every team can look awful at times. They need to clean some things up defensively. Everybody has gotten beat up a little bit in that bullpen, and that includes Devin Williams. People forget he took his rocky road right out of the chute here. He wasn't good starting this campaign this year. So if you if you look at the the cycles that that back end of the bullpen has been going through. Everyone's taking their lumps, get them out of the way. And and that's another reason why it should be acceptable in the first half. Just get them out of the way. Hater's going through his, his troubles right now. Trevor Gott went through them and his ERA isn't sparkling either. It's it's around four. Uh, I, I guess the only one, I guess there was a little bit of a rough, rough patch for Hobie Milner, but Brad Boxberger has, has taken a beating at times. All these guys in the pen, get them all out of the way. I, I think there's just a, just a pull, your, pull yourself off the mat kind of thing. Now, I say we live in the moment a little bit. Um, and tra- Craig Council would, would call this fun with numbers. I think when – I, I sometimes I, I'm confused by Craig Council. <laughs> i got to be honest. So when, when he goes analytically to make decisions, that's not fun with numbers. But when a media member brings up, hmm, these things don't look right. Oh, you're just having fun with numbers. That's just twisting the numbers around. I'll give you an example. Um, going into all-star breaks, have you, have you seen this trend? Okay, this I call a trend. Much like we say, well, Craig Council's teams, for the most part, they, uh, they really, you know, tromp on the accelerator uh, in September. Boy, they come on. They just, they just really, they're rip-roaring. Now, there are cases last year where it was, you know, rest, uh, rest of your players. But check this out, Toby, going into all-star breaks, uh, this year. So uh, what do they do in 2022 here? They lost eight of 11 right now, including three in a row into the break. Go back to 2021. They lost six of eight, including three in a row into the break. Skip 20. Go to 19, they lost 5 of 6 into the All-Star break. 2018, a 6-game losing streak into the All-Star break. 2017, hey, looky here, we found found one here. They won 6 of 7 heading into the All-Star break. There's your one-off. 2016, they lost 7 of their last 10 heading into the All-Star break. 2015, council's first year, they lose 4 of 6 heading into the All-Star break. Even pre-council. In 2014, they lost 12 of 14 heading into the All-Star break. And then just going back for, to boot, uh, their mark was 4-7 and seven in 2013. What's going on here? I, I made a big deal earlier this year out of this magical, just wonderful off day that was coming. The team kept saying it. The players kept saying it. Everybody pointed to this wonderful, wow, if we could just get to this off day. Get to the... No, you've got four games left before the all, before that uh, day off. I know teams get, get on runs. The league rule is, uh, I believe it's 21 straight games. You can't play 21 calendar days, more than that, uh, without a day off. Well, guys, I mean, they always say take one game at a time, but why did this team back in June, point to this magical day off. And, and maybe that's a trend heading into this All-Star break where Craig Council is saying, man, if we could just get to the All-Star break, everything's going to be good. We, we, we have the special elixir. Something happens and everything clicks at the All-Star. If we can just limp our way to the All-Star, well, you're doing that. You, you've done that virtually every year but one into the All-Star break. That, to me... I don't think is fun with numbers, Toby. I really don't. Those are uh, That's an analytic that I just can't ignore. I can't do it.
0: Yeah, for whatever reason, it seems like they did it last year going into the playoffs. They did it, and you brought up numbers. Every year, it seems like, for the last decade going into the All-Star break, it seems like they take their foot off the gas, and it doesn't make a whole lot of sense because, yes, it is 162 games, and, yes, losing one or two games in the grand scheme of things shouldn't matter. But guess what? You're up a half a game right now. You're up a half a game. This division might come down to a game, two games, three games, and we could be looking back to this stretch right before the All-Star break and saying, why didn't they try a little harder? And probably not going back to look at it because, you know, outside of maybe these three games in a row, we're not going to come back and say those were the games that they should have won. But those things can make a difference over 162.
1: Yeah, they, they can. And we might look back at some uh, select games throughout the season that there's that game right there. You know, they picked that one up. They picked that one up. But, but again, I, I just th- – there's no flipping of the switch, if you will, just game one coming up this Friday mm-hmm. night in the second half. I mean, you just, just don't do that. Now, you, know, you, you have to look at individuals, and, and I think they all need to take a good look in the mirror. And, and say, hey, dude, is this acceptable for us, 50 and 43? And okay, it might be for now, but what if it lasts? So now it has to come from within. Guys like Willie Adamas, dude, you can't hit 216 in the two-hole, okay? I, I don't know what to tell you, man. Your on-base percentage is not good. You yourself, Connor Dawson, Ozzie Timmons, they're hitting coaches. This has to come from you, at this point, it's got to come from, from within. Kristen Yelich, you got to have a game changing swing once in a while. Just once in a while. I, I know you're batting leadoff, but you, you need to swing the bat mid and late game to turn some things around here. You got to pitch in in that regard. You know, this 350 on base, yeah, it's all good. I mean, you 250 batting average, 240, it's, it's okay, but it's not what we expect. You got to get better from within. Rowdy, you can't go on a 3-for-38 skid, okay? you got to pitch in. Colton Wong, I don't know what's going on with you, dude, but you need to pick that up. You're a veteran. You know what's going on. You need to play better. The Hunter Renfro, same deal. You're, get, you're, getting, you're getting kind of the screw job in terms of playing time and, and in the lineup. Okay, you can't control that. What you can control is when you're in the box, you have to perform better. There's not <clears throat> much to complain about McCutcheon, though. I mean, he's been stepping up, and uh, we'll, we'll take that out of him at 36.
0: Two fill-in-the-blanks for you here, Tim, and then we'll get to some draft mockery. First, the Brewers win the NL Central if fill-in-the-blank, and then second, the Brewers win the World Series if fill-in-the-blank.
1: Well, if they, uh, on, the, uh, on the first one, on the, on the Central, uh, if they play to their near their expectations – they don't have to exceed their expectations, just play near them and they've got the central the essential. If now the second one on the World Series, if they far exceed their expectations, that is a big mountain to climb right now. That again, it's a huge, huge mountain to climb. Can it can it occur? Yes it can. This team, as I said, is fully capable of getting on that run. The timing in a lot of this stuff is, is big. You know, a lot of people are going to say, well, bring in, bring in more hitters and you might want to think about bringing in a starting pitcher. And, you know, just, just go over your expectations. We expected a deep run by this team this year. I, I not just us, this isn't Tim, the Brewer fan talk. And this is like national analysts for what it's worth. Um, they, had, they had all said that, hey, these guys, deep-run team. They're a deep-run team. So exceed those expectations, and you'll get to a World Series. If you get near them, you're certainly going to win the Central and then get into the postseason.
0: One last one, I guess, off of that. Josh is going to have to be a big part. How worried are you about this little skid, or is this just kind of a little rough patch that he hits? He seems to hit one every year. Maybe this is the worst one he's hit in a while, but... Just a rough patch. How do you feel about hater?
1: We all get, we all get punched in the face, in, in just about everything we do. Whether it's at work or whether it's you know in the dating world or whether that's you know gambling or you know, whatever it might be. We we all get sobered up. We could be uh, cruising down 894, and it's a near-absolute collision that is just of the epic, and it straightens us up. All of these things, whatever it be in your life, this is kind of what, what Josh is going through. He's getting an, an abrupt punch in the nose, and he's, he's, he's realizing that it's not that easy. Now, Craig Council is going to back this guy, obviously, and he should. Uh, his comments were he's going to help him. We need to we need to help them through this. Of course, that's that's what you need to do. But it's a sobering thought to think that Hater, you weren't going to waltz through absolutely perfect this year. It, it just wasn't going to happen. And and most guys, if not all guys in baseball and professional sports, they get humbled a little bit at times. Now, what do you do afterwards? You get you got to get mean or whatever it takes. You got got to get <clears throat> back on the horse. And get going here. Scared straight. I don't know what it might be. But they, dude, they need him. And and your team is far worse without Josh Hader. And those of you that want him traded, you know, I get the sentiment. I get the big picture. I, I understand all that stuff. You want a deep run? You got to have Josh Hader on your baseball team to have it. There's time to make some adjustments here. The window is now. You, Josh Hader... We're going to see what kind of fight is in him. And I think you get at this level, most of these baseball players, when, when you get to the show at some point or in future points, they've, they've got a, a thickened spine and they've got, they've got the fight and the will and the intestinal fortitude to step up during times like this, assuming it's not an injury. I mean, if it's an injury, that's a perfectly 100% legitimate excuse because then, you know, you, you can't fight. Most players can't fight through an injury while competing at the elite level. They can compete, but not at the elite level. The, the knockdown, uh, you know, consensus number one, if you're heard. But disregard the injury, and I, we, there's no reports of any injuries or anything. It's got to come from within him, and I think there's some fight in him. And that has to happen. Guys, you win baseball games. Think about this. There's seven-inning baseball games. When you play the Milwaukee Brewers, three out of four times, it's a seven-inning game. Take or leave box. Forget about the, the got-box-Milner combination in the seventh inning. Just go eighth and ninth. That is a win almost every single night. It's a victory. you got to keep that in order to get to a World Series.
0: 100% agree, Tim. And now it is time for some Knights Gourmet Popcorn draft mockery.
1: Come on now and try to understand the way this popcorn feels in my hand. Take a scoop and put it in your mouth And eat some now Yes, eat some now Yes, eat some now Ow, 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 ow
2: Gourmet.
1: popcorn cherry sweet corn or Milwaukee mix you gotta have
0: Knight's gourmet popcorn there you heard it yeah. from the one and only voice of Bart Winkler uh-huh. it is uh-huh. time for draft mockery presented by night's gourmet popcorn Night's gourmet popcorn is providing you with the freshest gourmet popcorn in Milwaukee since 1952 mentioned 1250 a.m the fan. For 20% off. Sam Schmitz, take it away.
2: All right. Friday, we did a home run derby of the current MLB players in 2022. Uh, Toby, you ended up winning the draft on Let's Friday. Go. 44% of the vote. I finished in second with 36%. Evan finishing in third with 19% of the vote. <laughs> I, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so the, the standings now for season three of Draft Mockery. Myself, still in the lead with six wins. Toby, you are now solely in second place with three. Let's go. Kevin Holden and Stephanie Sutton tied for third with two each. And then Evan Heffelfinger has one. Tim Shea has one. Tim, you have one. Adam Roberts has one. Bart has one. And Scott Grotsky, also with one victory in last place. And today's draft order. um, Tim, we were kind of talking about it on Friday because we did the current MLB player home run derby. We were kind of curious to see... What you were gonna do if you had the number one pick? Because if we were going by how I normally do this, Toby would have had the first pick today. He'll have it tomorrow. But we, we, Toby and I both agreed that we wanted to give you the first pick today because we wanted to see if we did an all-time player home run derby, what path you would go with. All so, time, all time. You can even be you know players like Hector Gomez. Uh, the rules are if they played in Major League Baseball, they are fair game, and they're, we're just <laughs> basing them you know all in their okay. prime. Literally anybody. Brewers are fine. It's like you can go with Brewers if you want to too. I can go with Nadorf. You can go with Nadorf on his uh, you know debut day if you want. So uh, Tim, you'll have the first pick. Toby, you're going to go second. I'll go third.
1: Never forget it. Mid seventies, little kid taking pictures. I uh, love taking pictures. I was just getting into uh, developing my own my own pictures. I'd, seal off a closet and have these trays and liquids and acids laying around. I'd sneak down with my <clears throat> Instamatic camera and take photos of, of Hank Aaron, and I was mesmerized by this. I still have these pictures uh, here today. Just epic pictures, but you can't... You, he's the king, and and I know numbers are made, records are made to be broken, but he'll always be the home run king, Hank Aaron. Hell
0: yeah.
2: Alright, Toby, your first pick.
0: Oh, I'm gonna take the non-legitimate home run king. <laughs> I'll take Barry Bonds. All right.
1: I don't like it.
0: I know,
2: but this is a home run derby. At the end of the day, we're not going. You know, who's the greatest home run? You know, home run hitter of all time. Um, all right, it's yeah. my first pick. I think Toby and I, <laughs> Toby and I, you might realize a trend with our first couple picks here. Um, I'm gonna go with Mark McGuire. You
1: guys are cheating.
2: <laughs> no, we're not. I said, anybody is fair game.
1: <laughs> I, I've already won we're, this thing. We're built, Mays, We're just. We'll, all right. All right. Willie w- Mays. Mays. is my second pick. All right. Say hey, kid. All right. I've, I've already won this thing. I'm going
0: to steer clear have. of steer, uh, steroids for one. I'm going to take the kid, Ken Griffey Jr. All right. I'll go with Sammy, Sosa. <laughs> Sammy
1: there, Sosa. Oh, there we go.
0: <laughs> I was going to take him with my next one. So. <laughs> all right. Uh, wow. Tim, back
2: to you. we uh, round three. <laughs> This is a home-run derby, all right? It's a home-run derby. (laughs) You
1: guys do have great teams, though. I got to go with Babe Ruth. Mm. I mean, wow. (laughs) You guys are getting crushed. Did you see the uh, Kenosa Kingfish mascot? Uh, get yes. trucked yeah. by AJ Dillon. Hey, the, the, okay, that's what's happening to you two right <laughs> now. Uh, are we though? Because on Friday I picked
2: the best players in baseball, and Toby won with like John Carlos and Pete Alonzo, guys who have been known to win home run derbies. Yeah, so we'll see. You know, that's why we let the people decide. Um, <laughs> Toby, right. your third pick. Let's see.
0: I'm gonna go with. <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna go steroids on this one. I might go with my last. Why I'm gonna not? take Jim Tomy. It's hmm. a good one. Good.
2: Interesting pick there. Um, let's see. Give me. I'll go Pujols for my third pick. Tim, yeah. your last pick. It's not steroids, Whoa. age. I got, oh, no. I got Maguire and Pujols. Jeez. <laughs> what have I done?
1: <laughs> now, um, boy, and there Sosa. are some just wonderful players here. I'm not going Rafael Palmero, mm-hmm. who hit a lot more home runs than people, people really think. Um, Mike Schmidt is there Mickey Mantle is there at 536 a Mick. and a big name so you go with Willie Mays Hank Aaron Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle Oof. if I lose this I may quit draft mockery and <laughs> never do it again Oh man. So I'm going Mickey Mantle <laughs> and I'm telling it? you if I lose I'm done I'm all done because it, it's not fair it's all full of cheating <laughs>
2: Hey, it's not our fault. <laughs> Blame the commissioner. Um, I'm not the commissioner, by the way. <laughs> uh, Toby, your last pick.
0: Oh, do I go steroids or do I not go steroids? Well, the <laughs> way Can I, I see help it? you, no. Go with
1: Reggie Jackson or Frank Robinson, I was
0: considering <laughs> Mr. October. I was go considering steroids. him. Um,
1: there's a Rod with a big number.
0: It's a Rod or Reggie Jackson for me. That's an easy one. Uh,
2: (laughs) believe it or not i'm not going with the steroid guy tim (laughs) there
0: yeah i think i'm gonna go mr october reggie jackson and for whatever reason we did sweetest swings i went all lefties and i went all lefties again today no i did not realize that all
2: right i feel like this is uh more pressure than the first pick of this draft having the last pick of this draft (laughs) because i could go with another steroid guy could go with frank robinson like you said tim But this is a home run derby at the end of the day, and I want guys who have won home run derbies on my team. Um, And I feel like this guy can still, you know, put up forty home runs in a derby. I'm going to go with Giancarlo Stanton, not the Hall of Famer that we all expected for the last pick. Mm. But I know if I have him on my team, I got a good chance to win a home run derby. It might cost me a couple (laughs) votes, but it will. I feel good in my strategy.
1: Yeah, I, I just, regardless of who you chose, just. Well, let's recap the teams here. Yeah, I, know, listen, I know. Listen, folks, to the names on my hey, team. I but then took, remember, I we're I doing a, we're not we're not
2: playing nine, Tim. We're doing a home run derby. All right. <laughs> all right. Quick recap of the teams: Tim, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, mm. Toby. <laughs> <laughs> <Come on. laughs> I swear, if my team loses, I'm going to laugh so hard. Or if my team wins. Uh, Toby, your team: Barry Bonds, Ken Griffey Jr., Tim Tome, Reggie Jackson. Then my team. Strap yourself in, folks. <laughs> Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, Albert Pujols, oh. and John Carlos Stanton. <laughs> not what you're expecting, huh? Oh man,
1: why do not you just go all in on the steroids? I I can't take a
0: good Rod. clean fun. I'm not a. I can't a- I can't, a- you, I can't you stand have been
1: a Rod McGuire, Sosa, a Rod, and, and Palmero. Eh,
0: nah. no. Uh, real quick, before we let you go, Tim, who you got in the Derby tonight?
1: Gosh, I. I usually take a little break. I'll watch it a little bit. I'm going to go out with Austin and Billy tonight and, you know, have a few beers and we'll have it on for sure. But mm, I don't know. I, I, I don't care who wins. I really don't. <laughs> I, I don't. Honestly, it's just, yeah. I don't blame Let's it. Let's see it. I, you I know, it. I, I, I when Hamilton was doing his thing years ago, that that was sort of just wow kind of factor. Oh, wow. But to to win th- uh, three in a row for for the gentleman in New York, I, I guess I'll go with him.
0: Sounds good. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good pick. I think I'm going to go with Schwarber, but we're going to get into that a little bit later. Tim, I appreciate you for joining us, man.
1: You got it. We'll see everyone tomorrow morning on uh, the Bart Winkler Show. There you got it from
0: Tim Allen, the host of the Gene Wagner Plumbing Baseball Post Game Show. He joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If applying for a home renovation loan has you feeling anxious, breathe, and let Great Midwest Bank help you experience the state of bank clarity. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. We'll take a quick break when we come back. It's time for Pickle Lane here on the Fan Afternoon Show with Toby and Sam.